TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Dig your cleats in. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. The pitch from Acevedo. Covering all things baseball, the big leagues, and the MLB to Portland. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Shut up. And Rutschman will hit a fly ball here. Deep center field, and so long. Adley Rutschman with a moonshot to center field. Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. This is the Hot Corner on the Odyssey app and 1080. The Fan. Welcome into the Hot Corner for Must Be a Wednesday. It's always a Wednesday around here, baby. Welcome to the show. Let's go. Joe Fisher, Patrick Harris, Jordan Schultz on the ones and twos. Happy hump day. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Happy Friday to you, Joe. You're out of here. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm uh, getting in touch with uh, nature and wilderness. Those I don't are- think I've ever wanted to do nothing more in my life. Like, and I'm obviously going camping, so I got to set up. But just to like post up in a part of the riverbed with the with the lawn chair and just sit, you know, a hat at an angle that will be covering mm-hmm. the eyes the majority of the time. Well, I would always argue that uh, even though you have to like grocery shop and you have to pack and you did have a little to bit of that last night, you yeah, have to do yeah. all that stuff. That's annoying. Despite having to do all that stuff, it doesn't really feel like work all the time because you're kind of jazzed about it. So you get that like adrenaline rush. So you're kind of saying, oh, man, I got to go grocery shopping. I got to fill up on gas. I got to do all that. But once you're doing it, you're kind of like, oh, baby, I'm going. Yeah, there's definitely a part of that. I've just been so damn tired this week that I'm at Winco and I'm like a zombie walking through there trying well, to figure out what I want. What to, to be get, fair, most people just... at Winco are zombies <laughs> walking around. <laughs> yeah, point. for You ever been to Winco at yeah. 2 a.m. in the morning? I, I have. have. Yeah, yeah, when I all have. the restocking's happening. Yeah, yeah. I definitely made that trip before. But no, it wasn't a 2 a.m. trip. It was, uh, you know, normal person hours you know 7 p.m and yeah it was just um i was trying to find that juice that motivation also i have like a bunch of my family going so it was a lot of oh it's a family trip yeah there's like i think as far as adults and joe kids, two uh yeah uh medium joe two joe three joe four uh Joe, two, three, and four will be there. Nice. Yes. yes. So uh, Joe Sr., just talked to him actually the other day, is out in Missouri doing great. Wait, I don't mean to say this uh, dark or anything, 
But Joe One is alive. Oh yeah, he's still rocking around, dude. Flew a plane last year. That he was in up awesome. a, up in a biplane. He, One, two, three, and four are alive. I was like, they let you do that. They let you in the air? Dude, we got to get four to pop out a kid soon so we can have one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yeah, soon as in 15 to 20 years. That that sounds like- Or five. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> ASAP. I think we're good. I think we're good. Uh, uh, where are you guys headed? We're going out towards Tillamook Trask River. Oh, that's beautiful. In a Trask River uh, campground or something rather. I don't know. Come party. Um, <laughs> Come yeah. find me yeah. and ask me Joe! everything you want to know. Joe Fisher, are you out here? Oh my gosh, are you Joe Fisher of Ten A the Fan? <laughs> I am. What is Andy Dirt Johnson like? <laughs> just You're like, oh, you don't care about me. You just you just want to know about the real people here. <laughs> Circling the camera. Is Isaac here? Is with his, you? Yeah, right. Is his name really Jeff Sacramento? <laughs> So where's Souk? I want to meet Souk. <laughs> well, oh, I thought he was going to be here too. Um, Those are the questions I always get. You work for 1080? Oh, I listen to 1080 all the time. Oh, the Hot Corner. I've heard that show before. So you get tell that? me. So tell me, is Jason like a nice guy? Because <laughs> sometimes on the radio it comes across me and I'm like, Jason's great. Like he's a great human being. And they're like, oh yeah. I just, I listen to primetime and they, they just talk about other people. Yeah, I say uh, I work for 1080 and they're like, What's that? With usually a puzzled look on their face. Yeah, and we just hired a new <laughs> we just hired a new girl at work who's fresh out of college, and she was like, "You do a podcast? How long have you done that?" And I was like, "No, this is live AM radio." And she was like, "They still do that." I oh, actually you're like nice. I nice. actually met a chick recently on a date that admired the fact that it was on AM because her dad listened to <laughs> AM sports radio growing up, and she's like, "Oh wow, I love that." My dad all the time. I can and take I you like, home for holidays, and, and I was you just and like, "My dad will get along." Am I being punked right now? Where are the cameras? All right, what, yeah. uh, come on, someone. I said this phrase, yeah, like terrestrial radio, <laughs> and this guy goes, "What? Like extraterrestrial radio is a thing?" And I was are, like, "All are, right, are all you right, serious? All right, all right." Same age, so this is the guy out of college? No, no this, this is, is a, another this person. a different person who knows wow. what I do, who knows wow. exactly what what we do here. Yeah. Jackass is out so, there. Which is better than me, because I don't know what we do here. <laughs> so don't my favorite line ever is from the is from Office Space. What would you say you, <laughs> you do here? <laughs> and I it's eight years and I don't have an answer. Yeah. It's funny when I always have to explain to people that like, yeah, but that doesn't make me enough money to live. Isn't radio dying? <laughs> You're like, well, music oh, radio how's might that be going? music radio <laughs> might be dying, but talk radio is alive. You always well. have to make that <laughs> distinction. Oh. And then they talk look at you radio. like sure. So do you like talk about Trump all the time? Like, no. 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 We usually have like trumpet sounders, yeah. you know, like you know, might hear that. Or where's, we do have some my Trump Eddie sounders. Diaz? Do I got my Eddie Diaz? Where's, where's our my China? Eddie Diaz? Where's our um, I'm really rich sounder? See, Patrick, you fired. It's China. You have the drops now. He does. I know, but you I don't know where. Up. Any of of it all is. this new building stuff that we got, I love how all we cared about getting all this time was just the drops back to how it was. Um, is Eddie Diaz on your page? I don't know, but I will say this about my uh, camping: is uh, do not try and come find me and my family. Let us uh, wow. enjoy our weekend. Uh, we can hang out another time. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. Like I said, looking forward to doing nothing except uh, having to cook dinner Saturday night. That is uh, something I will be locked into. See, uh, I look forward to that. I do too, because I mean, it, it, I will be, you know, taking Thursday and Friday and most of Saturday to just, you know, get inebriated and 
hang out and, like I said, just chill in a river. It drives my wife absolutely nuts. What? She's like, I don't want to cook for people. Uh, like, she just gets that like that anxiety and stuff. And, and she makes great food, and, and she's a great host. But she's uh, like, right before, she's like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. She, doesn't want, and she I'm wants like, to relax. And I'm right? like, oh, a bunch of people want to eat food that I'm making? All right, let's See, go, baby. I, I, Carne asada tacos. I've been marinating this for 24 hours. Nice. Definitely get her side of it, but... Um, but yeah, there's something that like the game plan, the way it's working out is like, okay, I think I can use that Thursday and Friday and most of Saturday to recoup, relax, mm-hmm. and then Saturday afternoon, that's when we got to crank it up a notch. Well, it's dinner on Saturday. Yes. But so it it's is... not lunch, so you can stay late on well, Friday. Until I tell you what I'm doing. Oh. I'm doing like four racks of ribs. Oh my God. Like open fire, cook it for on an hour. On the fire. And then we're going to wrap it in some foil and then, like, bury it and put some coals on it. All right. As a long time time camper, I'm sure you know this. Not trying to mansplain. Just trying to look out for an amigo. Mm -hmm. Fires are hot. I know that sounds stupid, but just remember, fires get really hot. Oh, I get that. And that's why when I was talking to my dad, like, game Let that fire die down. Use the coals. Yes. Yes. You don't need flame. No, I told him that. Use the coals. We need to just... Keep that rack of ri- the rack of ribs on above the fire coals for like an hour, mm-hmm. just to uh, you know warm it and not exactly cook it. You know, grill it up a bit, and then we'll wrap those baby up with some like butter, honey, mm-hmm. brown sugar, mm-hmm. and then we'll get them nice get, and tender. Uh, get a few layers of aluminum foil on there, so that way they're not getting cooked too quick. And then yeah, bury some, put them in there, put some coals on. Break them out in a few hours, sauce them up, throw them back in for another couple hours. And in the meantime, I'll be making some chorizo jalapeno bacon wrap poppers, too. You need cocktails. Oh, but yeah. What what are the drinks of choice? Is this like light and domestic? So you bring in some whiskey. What's going on? So I will. Moscow um, Mule, some dark and stormies. Uh, I'm going to do like a bourbon mule. There you go. Jordan took it right out of my mouth. Bourbon mule is where nice. I'm going. I'm going to nice. go bourbon mule. So I'm going to bring some Sprites because I like, uh, you know, like a Sprite and a like whiskey. Like a high-end 7-7 seven, seven kind yeah. of thing. Now, yep. do you guys yep. have a specific ginger beer with your mules? Because I got to go cock and bull. Buddy, it, it's, it's cock and bull one. is on the counter waiting. Thank you, to, Joe. The cock and bull is waiting to go down <laughs> the throat. Okay? You know, longtime restaurant guy here. I got no issues with cock and bull. I think cock and bull is great. Reed's, tricky nice. Uh, I don't think I've had Reeds yet. So. Reeds, tricky Reeds. nice. Um, and then what's the Bundesburger like or Bundes yeah, Bundesliga that, or something yeah, like that? Too high end, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the flavor it's like of the, of the stuff, cock. Dude, and I'm bowl. not interested. In the that. flavor of the cock and bowl is yes. extremely distinct, yes. and I think any other mule without the cock and bowl so good once it hits the lips. Secondary. I one time cooked pizza over a fire. Oh yeah, I had yes. to create like uh, a cover for the pizza. Because you can't just cook it from the bottom; you need it to surround. Oh, like something it. to sit it on, or uh-huh. yeah. oh, so I have a Dutch oven. I've been looking up recipes. Yep. I saw Dutch oven pizzas was thing. Yeah, thing I didn't want to do that because that's like deep dish. Yeah, that's the only yeah. way to kind of do it, which is fine. I got or or Detroit style, which is fine. I don't got an issue with that. But I wanted to do like Neapolitan style kind of thin crust. The first two pizzas were terrible. The last like. Three or four pieces. Started, you start getting Spot it down. on. Nice. Figured it out, and boom. Yeah, no. I'm looking forward to it. Um, like I said, going to be uh, having plenty of uh, drinks. I also got lemonade for my whiskey, too. A nice little lemonade mm. whiskey. Lynchburg Lemonade. Yeah. It's Jack Daniels and Lemonade. Jack Daniels. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten the whiskey yet. So, oh, uh, don't get jacked. That's, well, maybe, That's uh, like Tennessee no, no, no. Sour Mash. Maybe Vancouver Ford Text Line can uh, give some suggestions of what bourbon whiskey 
to go with this yeah, weekend. Yeah, 503-864-6FAN. Um, I'm looking for that like $30 to $40, $45 range. Honestly, if you're going to mix it, I'm just going to tell you to go Buffalo Trace. That's, that's usually I mean, what I go just, with. It, it's yeah. the most bang for your buck whiskey, especially if you're going to mix. Yeah, yes. Maker's Mark is my choice. and that's, Solid. I think that's an on sale for $25, but usually it's around $30. Been drinking a little bit of uh, Yellowstone whiskey, which is pretty solid, too. I, I'm, I'm did, out the whiskey game. Did mm. that come out after the show came out, or is it, was that No, but I definitely started drinking it after the show. I mean, <laughs> come on, you know. They were probably like fist pumping yes like thank god for that branding yeah i only drink tequila because george clooney owns it <laughs> you know casamigos is casamigos legit. is great casamigos is <laughs> that's great. our favorite yeah I, 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 I bowed out of the whiskey game a couple years ago and uh i'm i'm full on tequila which is terrible because for years after i bowed out of the whiskey game i kept getting gifts of bottles of whiskey <laughs> So I've got a great whiskey selection. If y'all want to come over, like drink yeah. it up because I ain't gonna touch it. Hey man, holidays. gives me awful acid reflux. <laughs> what is it? That we sucks. got uh, about five minutes or five uh, months rather until the holidays. So yeah. uh, maybe some gifts. So Ooh, I'm the I'm, yeah. I'm the Lendell White these days. You know, I just I just <laughs> pound tequila and put on the pounds. I'll throw a poker game. Pounds you just bring pounds. you just bring a bottle of whiskey on it. Pounds for pounds, pounds for pounds. Oakley Dougley. Well, we got a show for you all tonight. We got fair foul at the bottom of the eight o'clock hour, as always. And I'd like to spend. Uh, the top of the 8 o'clock hour, diving into the American League East because that is juicy. There's a lot going on there. Uh, I'd also like to touch on some high-end teams that pay a lot of money to suck and what they're going to do and also breaking news, quote-unquote, that we'll get to as well. But when we come back, we should probably dive into the top story coming out of the All-Star break, and that is what do you do if you have a $600 million player that probably doesn't want to play for you anymore. So we'll get to that next. This is the Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Seven eighteen here, Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. We are live from the shadows of the historic Fremont Bridge. Breaking news: Carlos Correa is on first base. That's it. That's all I got. And breaking news: Norman in lane eight of these Corgi races on ESPN eight totally show. fell, dude, at the stretch. No, no, no. He was the one who pulled it out. Just oh. came out of nowhere. Well, there was that other Corgi who yeah, he was right there, late. and then decided to hook a hard right right mm-hmm. at the finish line. <laughs> and then there was one before this where he was in the lead. Got distracted by the dog coming up on his really tight right hand side, and he started trying to nip at him and bite at him. And because he turned his head, he gave up a nose length lead to the other dog. Distracted, couldn't keep its head in the game. I wonder what the odds were on, on these races. I oh god, I 
Well, granted, this is, I think, like the 2002 Corgi races. This is a replay of last year's. 2002? Yeah. I'm pr- I'm almost 99% sure. 23 the, years ago? The uh, uh, 22, <laughs> rather. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the 2002 was a classic. Who classic. Everybody yeah, remembers yeah, that. Yeah, Come on, Poochie took that <laughs> yeah. one, yeah. Oh, uh, yes, of course. But, uh, uh, controversial <laughs> statement, I don't like corgis, but everybody does. Oh, I think it's are so you serious? That's the dog that I want to get. You should look up uh, crossbred corgis, because there's always a dog that has gotten to a corgi, a different breed, and there's some there's some cute, weird-looking ones out there. Uh, I'm going to pass on that. Uh, come on, man. I'm going to pass on that. And I'm going to, come on, who doesn't like their butts? The corgi butts? The, the corgi butts are cute. The actually, cor- I got I got a cat. I'm tired of staring at dead stars, dude. I'm done with it. <laughs> actually, Joe, you bring you it don't up even the whole... see it. That's the thing. That's the best they thing. Cover about the it corgi up. Butt. Yeah, yeah, the little short tail. Yeah, come and on. that's the thing with uh, crossbreeds that you bring up, Joe. Corgis, what they do with any kind of any kind of mix, essentially, make a smaller, cuter version of it. So yes. what what I want is a husky corgi mix, dude. Because essentially, you. it looks like a mini husky, and it is adorable. It's, it's good. And I'm gonna name it Ichiro, and it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> So, who on you, Patrick? They just don't love what happens with evolution when that goes down. But you know, evolution okay. is a theory. That's how we so got on. pugs, dude. I mean, that worked out well. Yeah, pugs are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not that's cute. My... That's <laughs> them trying to that's breathe. A... That's, yeah, that's, that's them trying to live. <laughs> that's here. them trying to live. They don't Come have here, any scruffy. nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> So I want to get to this. I want to start start off here. Uh, in baseball, just like any pro sport, when you have a commodity that's that's highly touted, you want to do everything you possibly can to keep that. Now, if that commodity is not interested in keeping that, that leads to the next question of how you deal with this. And and we're gonna, you know, it's not an elephant in the room. We're gonna dive right into this. Shohei Otani is gonna be a free agent at the end of the year. And the Angels are not looking like they are going to make the playoffs. Oh, unless they play the Yankees the rest of the season. <laughs> now, that does help hey. when you get out to like five, six runs very early. Um, but it doesn't look like it, but we'll see. I mean, there's still time. The trade deadline's two weeks away. I find this situation fascinating. And and, and I want to I want to talk with you guys because we're going to talk about this for the next two weeks until it goes down. And then probably whether he gets dealt or doesn't get dealt, we'll talk about it for another two weeks after. But I'm curious, like, from a GM slash owner standpoint, I don't even know where to start with this. Now, let, like, let, let's take Artie Moreno out of this. Like, he's a terrible owner. We already know this. So this is a smart GM or just any This is a smart GM. GM. This is a generic GM okay. with a generic owner. Okay. Okay? Somebody that's not terrible, somebody that's not great, but just... Just an average run-of-the-mill. Yeah. Just okay. is. I'm trying, to think of, I'm trying to think of the team that that would best be. That's a good that's I feel good like question. there's like 10 teams that probably I know, so bill. name one, please. I don't know. I feel like Maybe all the, twins. the AL Central. Maybe the Twins. Twins. I, was like say, that. I don't know who their GM is the, anymore. I was going to say the entire AL Central outside of the White Sox. Yeah, and and I mean, and then there you have the Rays who do it their way, the, the A's of the 90s and 2000s who do it there. So you got all these things. How do you approach this? Because from an outside microscope, from an outside megaphone, it looks like he's not going to stay. But at the same time, you're getting so much revenue from this guy. How do you weigh the two months of the season that you might get in, but you probably won't, versus getting something that helps you? How do you approach that? Because I don't even know where to start. 
No, I mean, it's mm. insanely difficult, and it would be nice if anybody had a read on uh, his camp and what he was thinking right now, because it seems like... That camp is quiet. Dude, yeah, that is amazing how they have, like, nobody knows what they are thinking. Like, There's out. no special at an after-hours after school a kid charity where I'm going to take my talents to. No, no. No podcast where he hints, oh, I would love to play in Anaheim and win a World series or anywhere else that would uh you know it's no. just it's just i want to win yeah and so and I, as i've said on the show before it's like he had a he had a pick of the litter when he was coming to the mm-hmm. u.s the first time to play he chose anaheim like maybe he likes the seclusion of anaheim being that it's away from la you're not in the dodgers scope I uh, hate to quote Stephen A, but he says nobody in L.A. cares about the Angels. Maybe that's perfect. And he's like, dude, I can just play ball. Like, and, and but as far as being a team on the outside, how to approach it? I think you just have to weigh five to ten years. And if you are an even keeled, like I would think, if you are not reactionary, is that if you are in win now mode, you are trying to acquire him at the deadline with hopes that you sign him as a free agency. Or you accept the fact that he might not sign. And you're getting a rental. Yeah. The most expensive rental in the history of the world. I mean, it's not a bad person to (laughs) hedge your bets on and to take a risk on. Agreed. Agreed. Especially with the season that he's having right now. I mean, it's just like you're going to have to give up a lot of money in either free agency or trade for him, even if it is a two-month rental. Like, this is going to be the best two-month rental of all time. I mean, Soto went to the Padres last year, and the Nationals fleeced San Diego. And especially in hindsight, you look at it, Soto's not having a great year, so the Nationals are sitting there going, Yeah, but they got him, and what happens when Soto's 25? Right. I I mean, you look at this, I feel like, from both GM's perspectives, uh, whoever the Angels GM would be in this scenario, and you think... such a hard thing to remove from (laughs) the... It really is. It really is. But weighing, even as the GM that owns Shohei Otani's services right now for the next two months, you know, what if Los Angeles goes on a run in late August? What if all of a sudden there's still only five, six out of the wild card? It's not unheard, or I think seven as of today. It's not unheard of for teams. I mean, Mariners went on a 14-game winning streak last year. Nationals won a World Series. Exactly. And that 14-game winning streak propelled Jerry DePoto to go trade for Luis Castillo. He wouldn't have done that if it weren't for that 14-game winning streak. So this is a very imperative two weeks, obviously, for the Angels. But there's there's really no decision that you can base on now you have to look to the future because ultimately i mean are the angels really going to win a world series this year and and that's it and that's it i think when you when you look at it when you look you know i love the nationals example when they won their world series you're looking at your team and you're saying we have trey turner we have juan soto we have anthony rendon we have Bryce, you know, we just traded or just lost Bryce, but we brought in a bunch of dudes. Our starting rotation is Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg. Like our bullpen is pretty solid. I think when you look at that and you're seven games back, you can say, Yeah, I believe this. We have a shot. But when you look at that Angels team, I feel like there's just blinders. And I think Otani went to the Angels because he wanted to play with Mike Trout. At the time, he wants to play with. The best player in baseball. This is before Judge really comes on to his thing. You know, Mookie is always, I think, overlooked as one of the best players in baseball. But Judge is flashy, and Trout was the most flashy, and I think that's why I want to be there. I worry that the Angels look at this team and say, we have Trout and Otani. How are we not good? 
And it's like, well, have you seen your starting rotation? Your bullpen's decent. What are you, who plays the infield for you? You know, who's your corner outfielders? Who's your manager? Who are the guys on your bench? A bunch of former Yankees, it you know, seems like. When Phil you look at when you, Nevin. when you look at the when you look at the the Nats, I mean, sure, Davey Martinez is not Terry Francona, Bruce Bochy, Joe Torre, but Davey Martinez is a longtime manager in baseball. He learned from Joe Madden. He knows he, what he's doing. Yeah. So, I I I I think the Angels are looking at this too much in a tunnel and saying, we have the two best players in baseball. I will still, I know he's getting hurt more these days, and he's not as dependable as you realize, but I'm still going to put my Pepsi challenge on Mike Trout being one of the best players in baseball. Man. And I just don't think you can look and say, I have the two best hitters and one of the best center fielders of all time, and that's going to get me to a World Series. It's just not going to happen. Well, uh, it's been, I mean, I know that Otani has had this surge over the last two to three seasons now. Uh, well, three seasons since he came because he's been with the Angels now. What five years? I think he came in in eighteen, 18? but he had Tommy John, right? So he missed nineteen. Right, twenty right. is a COVID okay. year. Yeah, twenty one. He wins MVP. Twenty twenty two. He's great. Finishes year. second, <laughs> yeah. but Judge wins MVP. And twenty three. I mean, he's, he's on a fast track. He's going to win MVP and again. maybe a Cy Young if he keeps it up. Yeah. So uh, to me, it's just his trajectory and where it's gone is that. He is that he is the trout of the team now, and trout doesn't even like play anymore. Mm-hmm. So while I do, while I've said like he chose Anaheim for a reason, things have drastically changed now for the team and them. Like if they were in the fight for the division, then keep him. Right. But they don't show that they have any chance in the division at this point. And it's Haven't a little tough because any... Texas came out and we didn't expect them to be this good. Well, Seattle's down, we didn't expect them to be this bad. But the Astros are there doing Astros things. You're the fourth best team in that division. Trying to be the even-keeled manager of the Angels right now, it'd be like, this sucks, but it, we got to get rid of him because we have to look at the next five to ten years of this franchise. That you're going to pay Trout 44 a year. Dude, and at this point, we'll see what happens over the next two to three years with him. Consider trading him, too, because, dude, I saw the highlight the other day of his home run robbery against the Orioles like ten years ago, and it's like... Where where's that been? Like I feel like I'm missing that in my life yeah. a little bit more. Because I think they're getting hit further over the fence mm, these that's days. True, yeah, <laughs> uh, but I just like I need Damn. that in more high frequency. Like I, Trout over the last couple years, and COVID has put a damper on everyone because it was short season, and so it feels like even longer. But it's just like he hasn't been as overwhelming over the last two three years as the previous five six. Sure. And it's just. The Angels, to me, it's just they're losing steam to mm. where I think you have to cut your losses because if you lose Otani for nothing, dude, like, it's not... It's like it, losing Mahomes for nothing. It's and, losing MJ for nothing. And this it's, is, like, something to think of, too. Like, what you can get in return for Otani at a midseason trade is what you can get for a star player any other time during, like, the offseason. They're more desperate. You know? It's more desperate. And, again, this is the best midseason player to be possibly traded ever best player ever so you would think the haul for just two months and a possible world series with him would be a lot for that just yeah. more than like i said an offseason trade would would be just think if the uh blazers traded lamarcus aldridge obviously the season didn't really play out in a way that they would have done that but imagine if they did and got a return on him and then got you know two or three other guys to pair around damian lillard 
That's kind of what the Angels are looking at here. At this point, you've got to cut your loss. You've got to say the future is more important than now. The the chance at a World Series is too small for the return that you could get back, not just for Otani, but for Trout. I think trading both of those guys puts you back in World Series contention within five to six years. Easy. And 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 don't forget, when LeBron goes to South Beach, that's a sign and trade. It's true. Like Cleveland got stuff out of that. MLB, you know, because because LeBron wanted to be, I want to be good to Cleveland, blah, blah, blah. Like, Cleveland got something out of it. And I ain't going to get squad douche out of this. MLB doesn't allow Simon trades, do they? I don't know that. I don't think so. I, I don't know the answer to that. I was asking that question in my head earlier in this segment, but I don't think they allow sign-in trades because otherwise the Angels, you know, maybe That'd could great. get something done in November. But it it just that's never happened in my uh, the short answer is no. The sign-in trade option is not available to GMs thanks to Article XXB five Section B Article Damn, five. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a Miller thing guaranteed. Miller yeah, set that uh, up to protect them. But that's uh, uh, as of like uh, looks like twenty thirteen ish. I'll leave on this because we got to get out of here. I'm basically at the point where I just want a logical, explained reason why the Angels shouldn't trade him. That's where I am right now. Because it seems so logical, so how has it not gone down? How are nobody talking about it? Like, if you walk out the door tomorrow and you say, Otani's on the market, what do you got? Yeah. It's going to be nuts. I. But the fact that they're not, I want to know a logical reason, and I'm open to it, a logical reason why you would want to keep him. And I can't anymore because yeah. I was kind of there a, a month ago, yep. but as we get closer and closer and the Angel season is going the way it is, it's I, just... I just want to hear it. Like I said, maybe the Yankees gave him a little confidence that they could maybe turn things around because uh, the Yankees struck out 42 times <laughs> no, the logical in their three-game series. Yep. is an August eight-game winning streak, and that is not a logical reason at all. That's the only thing I think that would keep you from trading Shohei. And I don't see that team doing that. All right, when we come back, I want to get into some teams that spend a lot of money to play baseball just to lose a lot of games and see what what we can preview in the next couple weeks to see if they can get it right or plan for next year. We'll do that next, but first, Jordan with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Coming up in the second hour, we'll do fair or foul at the bottom of the 8 o'clock hour as we always do. So stand by for that. And it's time to get into the juice that is the American League East as S has been exciting all season and it's just getting Better. And I would in 15 say 15 minutes will have breaking, breaking news. I would say it's the best it's ever been at this very point. If you look at the standings, it can't get any better. I don't know if it can get any better. I mean, if people started dying, or if somebody got Otani, that could make things interesting. Yeah, that trade alert, just a new story popping up on your phone. Shohei, Shohei Otani traded too. That, that to would... fill in the blank, and I'm yeah. like, I gotta go home. Yep, we're done. I'm like, dude, you just got here. Like it's 8:30 in the morning on a Thursday, and I'm like, yeah, dude, I gotta go home. <laughs> I can't be here. I was in the Amsterdam airport when Dame announced that he wanted to get traded. Oh. <laughs> You're was, trying to show people. I was like, I was like, oh no. Dame just requested traded. Like, oh no, we're done. We're toast. And my wife thought like our plane was delayed or canceled or something like that. <laughs> she said, Don't ever do that again. Um, but I'd like to get into right now. There's there's two teams in baseball right now. We kind of touched on it last week in our in our midseason report that spend a lot of money to be really bad at baseball. And I, I don't really know how to approach this. And the first thing that comes to my mind is just, you know, the question, what do you do? 
And we're talking about the San Diego Padres, and we're talking about the New York Mets. Funny enough, wildcard teams that played each other last year. These teams spend a lot, a lot of money. If you know, the Padres have four shortstops and Juan Soto. They have a starting rotation of Musgrove, Darvish, and Snell. They've got Josh Hader as a closer, and they got Bob Melvin as uh, their manager. Pretty damn good, huh? Sounds good to me. Yeah, just a couple bucks. I like Trent Grisham in center field as a stolen base guy. Get on base, and he plays decent outfield. This team should be good. Switch over to Queens and the Mets. They got two bona fide Hall of Famers at the top of their rotation. They got Pete Alonzo, the polar bear, who is a very interesting younger player. Frankie Lindor is a $300 million shortstop. Jeff McNeil's won a batting title. Brandon Nimmo was a free agent that was highly touted. They got a catcher who's a highly touted prospect. And these teams suck. So my question is, kind of kind of similar to what you do if you're the Angels with Otani, my question is, do you ride this out or do you sell high? Because there's talk of potentially moving Soto in San Diego because there's no traction on getting a long-term deal done. Like Otani, you don't want to lose him for nothing, especially because of how much you paid for him. Blake Snell has really been really good in the month of June. That's going to get you a high trade offer. And then the two dudes, one and two in New York, Scherzer and Verlander, nobody cares what their contracts are because you feel if you get one of those guys and you're in a postseason run, you're going to get Verlander when he was on the Astros. You're going to get Scherzer when he was on the Nationals and the Dodgers. You feel pretty good about grabbing those. And I don't think it will take you that much to get them. It's going to take you something, but I don't think it'll take you that much because of how much money it is, how old they are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The question to me is, if you're San Diego, if you're New York, do you stand pat and try to regroup next year? Or do you move some of these assets? And I want to start in San Diego. I think that San Diego stands pat because I feel like a lot of their talent on the offensive side of the ball, it's like, dude, if we just, like, this could be somewhat of a misnomer year. And on paper, that team is stupid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's stupid. M- to me, on paper, it's much better than the Mets. Your best four hitters are Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts, and Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, like- and he's playing right field for you right now, mind you. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I think we uh, were talking about them last week, and I'm just like, I, uh, maybe the week before, but I'm like, I'm not buying on selling them yet because it's just that there's too much talent there. Whereas the Mets, it's like, well, we're on year three or four of Lindor. Mm-hmm. I, he's I, like fourth in the National League in RBIs, but he's batting 220. I know, but like, what are, what are we doing? But like, the- and I, I hate the. I don't know. It's tough giving dudes accolades when it's like cool, but it seems like you're. It's just your home run or bust. Mm-hmm. Your double or bust. Right. You know? I find I find the Padres extremely fascinating because most of your guys are locked up outside of Soto. Tatis is locked yep. up. You just got Bogey. Yep. Machado re-upped. Kim is there. He's your four shortstop. I don't really know how much there is to move, but what I don't understand about that team is I'd argue Bob Melvin's the second best manager in baseball. Yeah. And that you're definitely a Bob Melvin fan. And so why why are we not good? Why are because I can look at the Mets and tell you why we're not good. That's an easy you know, your your old guys are old. 
Lindor looks, honestly, I can't believe I'm going to say this because my wife was wearing a Lindor t-shirt jersey last night. Lindor looks like a bust. And the polar bear hits home runs, but they can't manufacture runs. I like Buck Showalter, but what is the history of Buck Showalter said? Once he leaves, they win. In San Diego, the Mets make more sense to me. San Diego makes no sense to me. I don't think I want to sell any of those guys. Um, I think San Diego, maybe I'm riding the fence a little here. I, I don't think you can get off the win now attitude and not make a trade. You can totally make a trade and still want to win. Soto, dealing him for a couple assets around all the guys that you've got locked up already. That, that seems to me that you have more time in San Diego to figure this out. Bob Melvin coming in. I was watching Quarterback, uh, the new series on Netflix, and Pat Mahomes was asked a question in the offseason after Tyreek Hill left. You know, oh, hey, is there growing pains? Is there something, you know, to try and get used to with new guys? And he's like, there shouldn't be any growing pains. But as a manager, you know, Bob Melvin coming in, whole new staff, whole new city, first time in, I think, over a decade that he's had to do that. He spent like over 14 years, I think, in Oakland. It was a while. And Melvin's never had to deal with personalities exactly that that's a whole new ball game for him so what are we we're four or five months into his tenure in san diego i don't think you blow anything up i think you give him time but also you trade soto for a couple of their other assets that you actually could use you think the padres should move snell no me neither because i don't know who you're going to get in free agency next year to replace him the starting pitching market, it, it, what you're getting is less than Blake Snell would ever bring you. So you're going to end up trying to acquire a guy lesser than him in a year or two anyways. I I feel like the Padres have a little bit of uh, the Mariners problem, but like on steroids, if you want to use a baseball reference. Ooh, like ouch, the juice. High, high expectations, mm -hmm. a much better roster. Massive expectations, massive better roster. And yeah, you just not haven't filled I mean, them I, at I, all this year. The Mariners starting staff is exponentially better. In my yeah, opinion. I mean, I wouldn't go exponentially, but I would say it is. I would better. say one through three, yes. Oh, four I'd and take five. one three Mariners over one three Padres. Absolutely. Yeah. No, the, the four and five are just iffy. But yeah, but that's whatever. that's a lot of teams. But I see what you mean, Joe. I mean, it is it is steroid expectations. And the Mariners can sit here with expectations four games back you know, from a wild card, but the Padres are sitting way further than that. I mean, yeah, you don't expect the Diamondbacks to be good, but you don't expect the Rangers to be that good. You didn't expect the Orioles to be this good. You didn't expect the Reds to be this good, but you still got to fight. You didn't expect the Marlins to be any good, but you still got to fight. To where the Padres look to me like they're dead. I, I feel like the Padres, though, can swallow this season and just chalk it up as a loss and come back next year and then they could win 100 games. Agreed. And yeah, I think exactly. the Padres are very different than the Angels. The Padres can go on a run. They have talent to go on a run. The Angels do not. One more stat before we got to go. Uh, Padres, 5-16 and 16 in one-run games this ouch, year. Ouch, ouch. And you got Josh Hader in the bullpen. I mean, flip that the other Paid way. Paid a lot for Josh Hader. Flip that the other way like some other teams. You know, like uh, the Marlins right now, the shining example in one-run games, 21-8. and eight. Guess what? They have a wild-card spot. Padres, mm -hmm. you don't. Uh, real quick, and we'll get out of here because I want to get to this breaking news. If you're the Mets, do you deal Scherzer? Or Verlander, if not both. Yes, absolutely. Yes. You gotta, you gotta go. I think you now. take phone calls. No, there's no reason you're holding out of two 40 year old guys if you're not competing for a World Series. The whole point of bringing them in was literally World Series or bust, right? Yeah, and and you're not close. I mean, I not would argue either. the Mets are Angels territory. 
uh, I would say... Especially with that division. I would actually say below Angels territory be- just because of the money that they spent. Not only on those guys, they brought Nimmo back when they didn't mm-hmm. have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, these are the two teams that I think are going to be very, very much looked at because teams like the Braves and the Reds and the Rangers and the Rays, they're going to be looking to get those little pieces to help push for for a playoff run but it's these two teams at least in the National League that I think are going to be very very interesting. When we come back, I want to get into some breaking news and I can't help but emphasize breaking news. We'll do that next hot quarter today the fan. So do these guys. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher on 1080 The Fan. Seven fifty-three here. We are Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. A uh, big second hour coming up, so don't go anywhere. But uh, we're already up against it because uh, Otani dominates everything. Um, but I want to use this little moment to talk about some breaking news and have a little bit of fun. Uh, Jeff Passan. <laughs> who is uh, our kind of go-to baseball guy these days. Yeah. He's like our Woj, like- Schefter. <laughs> Even though we got Buster and Tim that still do the good stuff, Passon is the... He's the guy. He, he's the dirty guy. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he's the guy that knows the, the real ins and outs. A tree limb fell on him Literally. and broke his back. Literally. So he is... MIA right now as he recovers and, and we send really great wishes to Passon. I love great. his work. Um, big fan of the show. Big fan of this P- show. P1 of the Hawk of the Hawk Yes, yes. Um, but I love watching him on TV. It's nice to see young, good-looking dudes that love baseball and push the sport. So we wish you the best uh, in, in your recovery. But it got me kind of thinking from two aspects. Well, I got one and Joe has the other and I'll start with mine because <laughs> I like our pre-show because, conversation because on Joe this. is morbid and disgusting. <laughs> uh but my question is like say you have a Jeff Passan, an Adrian Wojnarowski, a Shams, a, a Adam Schefter and something happens to them and they no longer walk on this earth. How do you recover from that? So, like, let's take Adam Schefter, for example, all right? Shefty is the NFL guy, right? Unfortunately. He's the NFL guy. He's ESPN's bread and butter with NFL. He He's clued into everything. Adam Schefter's walking down New York City to have an interview with Roger Goodell, gets done with this great interview, walks out, bam, hit and by a, a car. A penny falls off the Empire State Building. And, and boom, straight through his skull right and it's through. done. Yes, yes. We don't wish that, uh, Shefty. I hope you're doing all right right Not now. Not sure if it's scientifically possible. But if he's but... gone, how do you recover? Who becomes the person that has all the inside Is it info? like, <laughs> do you steal? Is this like Vegas where he didn't die and you steal a cell phone and then you send him to a corner and Ooh, somebody yeah. gets his cell phone? Like, how do you? Is it like the president? Like, you know, yeah, it's just yeah. Who's vice the president VP? Step in. Who's, just... who's Shefty's VP that steps in to do this? Because I'm yeah. thinking, like, yeah, in baseball, we got Buster and we got Kirkshin, but they're older guys, and they tend to more just like the pageantry of baseball to where Passon is like, this guy you've never heard of because just got traded from this team that sucks to another team that sucks, and I'm the first to break it. Is this not total, like, sports radio? Like, how do journalism? Yeah. How, how do, like, reporter die? What do next? If that tree <laughs> branch kills Jeff Passon, thankfully it didn't, 
He broke his back. That who is step, insane. Who steps yeah. in to take him over? For the, we're in the middle of the season. Yeah. Well, not, you're finding anybody else that may have a couple of contacts, but I feel like it, around this country, at the many, there are still as uh, surprising to people as uh, we were talking beforehand about radio, maybe being a little bit uh, <laughs> more tired, older people, yeah. tired thing. But there are still sports radio stations. There are still aspiring journalists out there around, ready, foaming at the mouth to take a position like that. For instance. Our own Danny Morang. He's not a national guy yet, but, but he he's got be. a ton of contacts in the NBA. I mean, Coward, used, lots Coward used to sit in a studio that I used to sit in. Exactly. Yeah. The, and the point is, and, and and I feel like there's other guys like Danny Morang around this country that are kind of known, you know, mm. nationally, but just aren't quite on the scene yet, but they already have all the contacts. And they are foaming at the mouth, ready for this kind of guy to fall and break his back or, you know, something bad to happen to him. Uh, Joe, would you like to get into... Next Guy your up. terrible human being aspect of this, it's or not would you like me to say I think it's the nature of the beast. I mean, it's Twitter. Have you seen Twitter? No, I'm just. I'm, uh, out. I'm out. I'm asking the question. You know, total threads guy. If uh, already in on if threads. Shams. No, I'm not. I don't even. I, I don't even know. What if that Shams is. croaks and passes, are we getting a Woj bomb? If, Who if reports Wojnarowski? Well, we're not missing much if Shams. Uh, Buster passes, only sorry. reports that Jeff Passan yeah. is Who's dead. getting the report? Who's getting that? Who's first the first tweet? on the scoop? You're <laughs> Jeff Passan's wife. All right. Talk about the and, biggest Woj bomb Je- of all time. And Jeff Passan <laughs> dies. And his wife's in the hospital and she's got to deal with some stuff. His partner, whoever his partner is, is in the hospital and deals with stuff. She knows that that she or he or they knows that Jeff is a huge commodity. When she grabs her phone, who does she text first? Does she text the ESPN bosses? Hey, with three Ys at the end. Does she text <laughs> Buster only? Do you think Buster and Kirkchen, Buster and Kirkchen are in a room and Buster gets the buzz and he goes, Oh man, Jeff Passan died. And Kirkchen goes, You're breaking the story? Yeah. That's my story. It's like a uh, Texas, like a Western shootout. It's the like... Spider Man meme. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> Like, who reports that the reporter is dead? I don't know. Usually it's the press release is what we're used to nowadays. Whoever, whoever he works the for. The AP gets the for, story. I but I'm no, I think you. they whoever they work for would be the one to break that story. I mean, Woj, if he's reporting that and tweeting that out, he's laughing as he's tweeting that out. Well, I think we're going to see Look this Look at real- you now, you son of a bitch. I got you. I think we're going to see this real soon, because let's be real. Brian Windhorse, that guy can't be in good health. Oh, I mean, uh, and well, I mean, I'm not gonna make assumptions, but (laughs) I, I, we, we've seen him on TV. Okay, you don't see many people that are 280 to 300 pounds living into their 60s and 70s. Right, just say that. That, and that's a fact. That's not insulting anyone specifically. It's Shams like breaking news. It's me now. Also. (laughs) Brian Winhorse is dead. Well, I might stop watching the NBA. <laughs> Breaking news. I run this. Now. I run this. League I'm the now. captain. Step aside. Look into my eyes. Sam's get I'm me fed fake information. Yeah, Sharania, the one that's leading the charge. Anyway, no that's a fun little combo about behind the scenes kind but of dude, stuff. So I, I will say. If you, uh, Jeff Passan breaking his back and having some humor with it, his tweet was literally just like, Breaking my back. <laughs> I know. 
You gotta <laughs> love like, the guy. All right. all right, very good. So, so we wish nothing best to Jeff Pass, and I hope you get a speedy recovery, and we can't wait to see you back. And uh, I'd love to see you on TV. Maybe you get healthy by the World Series, and you chat uh, uh, Braves Rays in the World Series. Like and maybe I reporting uh, Shohei Ohtani's maybe going to Baltimore. Shoei. He's <laughs> like, look, I can't walk right now, but I got the deets. So please, Jeff, get healthy. We're all we're all room for you. We come back loaded second hour. Don't go anywhere. The hot corner today. The fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 